Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is not only already in the College Football Hall of Fame, he is the winningest active coach in the entire FBS level, and he, with his Tar Heels, was one of our most popular Best of the Weekend nominees. Mac Brown, welcome back to Chapel Hill with a victory over South Carolina. How are you? I'm doing great, David. It's uh, college football, so much fun, and South Carolina's got a good team, and, and of course, Coach Muschamp and I have history at Texas, so uh, it was a very difficult opener for us, but we couldn't have scripted it any better because we needed to come from behind win late in the fourth quarter because that's something we haven't done very well the last couple of years, so uh, we, we came out of that game with a lot more confidence than we had going in. I met you in 1987, Coach, and I have seen you occasionally emotional. I'm not sure I've ever seen those dance moves before, though. Uh, was that just impromptu? Had any of those UNC football players ever seen those dance moves from you before the locker room on Saturday night in Charlotte? Well, David, it wasn't impromptu. We, we had all of our players and coaches and staff members tell their life story before the team. And it's a, okay. it's a very tense thing. It's a very emotional thing. Uh, what about your family? Who do you respect the most in, in your life? What about hardships in your life? And, and these guys were pouring their hearts out. And so to lighten the mood some, we started having a dance contest before the staff <laughs> or before the team meetings, and Dre Bly was in charge, so you can imagine what that looked right. like. And it was fun. Then they got the coaches involved, so they looked over at me and said, okay, coach, time for you to get up and dance. And I said, guys, I don't dance. And they said, no, 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 you got to dance. And I said, I'll make a deal with you. You beat South Carolina, I'll dance. But, and little did I know at that time, I had not thought about that moment till I got in the dressing room and they were going, dance, dance. I thought, oh, my gosh. So all I did is try to figure out what I remember some of them doing and try to do the same stuff. That's funny, Coach. As the father of two teenagers, in my case, they never give their dad credit for good dancing. I have a feeling your 18- to 23-year-olds uh, probably gave you better grades. Uh, after the game, before you got to the locker room, I imagine your mind was racing in a dozen directions as Allison Williams of ESPN is asking you some questions. And those were clearly tears of joy that had you kind of choked up. What were the main things that contributed to you being so emotional in that moment? David, I, I feel like that when you come to a place, you want to hire people and you and those staff members want to impact the place and, and therefore the players. And these guys really struggled last year and they tried. And I love Larry Fedora and he's got really nice kids here and and he and Christy Fedora, and, and the last two years it just didn't work, and there were a lot of injuries, and, and they lost so many fourth-quarter games. So uh, to see what we've been trying to pitch them with and, and teach them over the last 10 months work, um, it, it just and, and to see the joy on those kids' faces because they've had a lot of bad Saturdays, it was just a little overwhelming for me. I never like to cry in public. I'm a, I'm a crier anyway. I, I cry at the national anthem when we start the game. I cry at everything. So, uh, but but I, I, I wasn't prepared. I did games with Allison for a year, so she's a dear friend. Uh, and, and when she hit me with it, I, I started, and then I could feel it coming, and I just could not stop it because I was so happy for those kids. UNC and, the, and the fans. We, our fans were in the heat. 
Yeah. They stayed. We we looked ugly some, and and they were positive, and 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 I thought it was it was great for every North Carolina fan that was there. UNC's Mac Brown is joining us on the David Glenn Show. It was Tar Heels 24, Gamecocks 20 in Charlotte. There's no time to exhale, though. The Miami Hurricanes head to Keenan Stadium on Saturday night. We're actually bringing our our big tailgate tour to that game, Coach. I'll tell you more about that another time. But uh, you you are our game of the week. You mentioned Larry Fedora and his wife. You mentioned winning ugly. Here's a question about your wife. There is an old saying that most coaches remember painful defeats infinitely more than they enjoy most victories. I have read or heard that your wife, Sally, demanded of you a different approach and said, Mac, if you win ugly in Charlotte and come back sad, uh, I don't know, the door is going to be locked or something. How did that go? Well, that's exactly what she said. When I said, can we go back and coach, Bubba Cunningham has asked. She said, uh, you can only go back and coach if you'll handle losses better because it's your job to take the loss and, and learn from it and turn it into a positive to help these young guys uh, handle adversity and she said it's also your job uh, if you lose if you win a game and it's not perfect because this is college football it's not going to be perfect you can't be so hard on yourself and the assistant coaches and the players you, you've got to let them enjoy a win so uh, as bad as some of the things happened on Saturday I, I said I, I hear you honey <laughs> I'm going to be positive we've been positive with the guys now we're really hard on them uh, on Sunday uh, we're practicing really hard with them this week because we've got to correct the mistakes that we made. But we are definitely going to always enjoy a win, no matter how ugly it is. We'll, we'll, we're going to celebrate it till we get to Sunday night. And then after Sunday night, we're going to give it up and get ready for the next one. You've been around this game a lot longer than I have, but it feels like 90% of the time a head coach leads his team onto the field. And yet in Charlotte, you specified that it was going to be your senior players who led the rest of the team onto that field before the Gamecocks. So why was that important to you? David, it's uh, the seniors' last shot. Those guys haven't been – they went to bowl games their first year or their second if they were here for five years. And last two years they haven't been to bowl games. And I wanted to make sure that our team understands this, this is it for the seniors. And, and we need to do everything possible to help them have the, the magical year that they'll remember the rest of their lives. And and it's not my team. The the coaches, when the coaches are leading the team, it's an average team because they don't hear you all the time. Yeah. When the players are leading the team, you've got a chance to have a great team. So uh, we're really pushing player-led teams, and, and that's why we want them and the strength coaches to be in front going out on the field. Crazy stat. The last time UNC football won a season opener against a Power 5 opponent was 1997. I remember a brown-haired Mac Brown as the head coach of that team. 22 years later, you have another season-opening Power 5 victory, this time over South Carolina. Sam Howell, we believe, although we're not sure how far the record books go back, first true freshman at quarterback, you believe, to ever to start a season opener in the history of Carolina football. Uh, he made clutch throws. He took a lot of wicked hits, but he never seemed to lose his confidence or his cool. How did you assess him both on Saturday and then what else did you see after maybe looking at some game video? Uh, I thought he performed really, really well. We we went into the ball game, uh, Phil Longo and I and the offensive staff, uh, wanting to take care of him, get him started off right. So uh, we had some things in there early that 
uh, could have worked, but they, they were too conservative, really. So after the first quarter, we said, okay, we're going to have to play because this is a big, strong defense. We can't just run the ball. We're, we're going to have to get him involved. And uh, shoot, he averages uh, 16 yard plus per, per completion. He made some key plays with his feet. We've got to teach him to get down. He, he's not bigger than the guys like he was some in high school, so he took too many hits. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're showing him a Kyler Murray video this week, so we can show him how Vince Young video. Don't ever get hit, man. Uh, get get down, get out of the way, get your first down, step out of bounds. Don't don't be trying to be a running back. Uh, but I thought that uh, uh, some tough things happened during the ball game, and and he handled them all really well. Got to do a better job protecting the ball. The quarterback's got the worst ball security on the field because he never gets hit in practice. And, and they get a little sloppy with it. He dropped it twice. We got on it once. They got on it once. But that was our only turnover. But uh, when, when he had a delay a game to start the game, I thought Phil Longo did a great job of, of, of just sending in another play and not screaming and shouting. Sam looked like he didn't even know that there was a penalty. And he kept working. And that's pretty much the way he was throughout the day. Coach, I have been to every football venue in the state of North Carolina in my 33 years covering this stuff. And I think when your Tar Heels played Florida State in 1997, that is the loudest in-state venue that I have ever been a personal witness to. I know it might not be that this Saturday night, but it is your first home game in 22 years. Your fan base already has responded, I know, this summer by selling out season tickets for the first time in over a decade, I think it was. What is your request or your message to them as the Miami Hurricanes with a big brand name come to Keenan Stadium uh, for a primetime game on uh, ACC Network. Well, David, this should be a really uh, a big treat for our fans because Miami's really good, and they've had two weeks to prepare for us, and they're mad over their Florida game. Yep. So, uh, and it, it, it's uh, important because it's in the coastal, and, and we want to win our division for sure. Uh, so I, I've got two requests to the fans. I, I want the fans to be in their seats at 7.30, 30 minutes before the game, so when our team leaves the field – uh, they can tell them how how much how ready they are to play and how they're going to help our team throughout the game. And the second thing is I want our fans to be so loud that we quit talking about the Florida State game in 97. <laughs> we want this to be the loudest anybody's ever heard Keenan Stadium because we're going to need some help. Coach, you are a master of relationships in my experience, whether it's your colleagues or the players or their parents uh, or even some of your oppo opponents or your old media buddies. Manny Diaz is both close to you in one sense, worked three years almost for you with the Texas Longhorns, and yet you had to fire him early in that 2013 season. Now, of course, he's the head coach at Miami. How do you, I mean, even the expert of relationships, that might be a little tricky. What's it been like with Manny since then, and especially now that your ACC opponents wearing those head coaches' caps and with his Miami team coming to Chapel Hill Saturday? Well, David, uh, Miami, uh, Manny and I are at a great place, and it was a situation. We weren't as good at Texas. I had older coaches in the room. It wasn't his fault. It was just a, a, a situation that needed to be fixed, and, and, and we had to take some different angles to try to get it fixed. So it wasn't about Manny. It was more about me and, and that uh, I had let things slide some. So we, we just weren't as good, and, and we had to make a statement. But I've called a Miami game every year that, that Mark yeah. Rick was there. I've called three. I've been around Manny a lot. I've seen him at meetings. I love his wife, Stephanie, and, and the, the boys. Uh, Manny's a great person, great coach, and uh, he and I are at a good place. 
I'm sure you studied Manny Diaz's defenses even prior to this season starting, but uh, they have played a game, as you mentioned, that close loss to Florida. What jumped out at you and your staff about the Hurricanes when you looked at that video from, what, about a week and a half ago? Uh, they have great talent. The, them and Clemson, to me, are, are by far the most talented teams in this league uh, to start with. Uh, secondly, they play hard. That defense is so good. Florida really struggled at moving the ball at all. And like us, they've got a young quarterback, but they've got a lot of skill, and they've got a lot of speed in space. So uh, we will absolutely have our hands full on Saturday night. Last thing for you, Coach. You mentioned trying to win the Coastal. I don't know if that's just a bar that you set every year regardless of circumstances. On the one hand, it's hard to bounce from, you know, two or three wins all the way to a Coastal title. But on the other hand, I don't know how much other football you've seen over the weekend, but it's not like there's anybody unbeatable in your division, even if, you know, Clemson looms as the king of the ACC on the other side. Uh, what is your message to your players along those lines? David, our, our message stays uh, consistent. Uh, number one, we, we want to win the opener because you can't have an undefeated team unless you win the opener. Number two, we want to definitely beat every team that's in our state because unless you can win your state uh, by beating those teams, it's harder to recruit in state. Uh, and, and that's very, very important to us. Then we want to win the Coastal. Then we want to win the Atlantic Coast Conference. And then we want to go to the playoffs and and, and win the national championship. And, and that's, that's scripted. It's up in our building. It's simple. Uh, that, that's who we want to be. Um, should we talk about it after last year? It doesn't matter. This is a new team. And, and who knows what's going to happen. We, we've got to get a lot better. We've got to make a lot of improvements. Uh, but uh, that's why it's fun right now. We're, we're excited about who we are and where we're headed. Mac Brown, part two. Mac is back, and he is 1-0 and after beating South Carolina. Canes at heels Saturday night in primetime. Coach, uh, congratulations on getting off on the right foot, and thank you, as always, for your time on the David Glenn Show. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me on. We'll see everybody on Saturday night. We'll see you there. I'll be on Franklin Street with the big tailgate tour. Coach, of course, will have his hands full with the Miami Hurricanes. Quick factoid for you about the College Football Hall of Famer. There are four and only four coaches who are one of the two winningest coaches at two different Power 5 football programs. So i got to word that carefully to make sure I'm right. But you all know the name Pop Warner. The guy's so famous in football circles, he has a league named after him, posthumously, right? You all know the name Bear Bryant. He fits this description. Steve Spurrier, Duke and Florida. One of the two winningest coaches at two different Power 5 football programs. Mac Brown's the only other name on that list. He's top two at Texas. He is top two at the University of North Carolina. And, of course, he is adding to that victory total as we speak with the Tar Heels. That's why all four of those guys, Pop Warner, Bear Bryant, Steve Spurrier, Mac Brown, that's why all four of them are already in the College Football Hall of Fame. But only one of them is still coaching. His name is Mac Brown. And one more twist as a first-year head coach, Manny Diaz, takes the more talented team uh, into Keenan Stadium. I think even Mac Brown would describe that, given what he just said about Clemson and Miami being the two most talented teams in the ACC. That's a first-year head coach, Manny Diaz, taking on the, active, the, the winningest active coach in the FBS level right now, Mac Brown of the Tar Heels, and a guy who, along with, remember, it's only Alabama's Nick Saban, Clemson's Dabo Sweeney, 
Jimbo Fisher won it all at Florida State. He's now the head coach at Texas A&M. And it's easy to forget, Les Miles won the national title at LSU. He just had his opener at Kansas. Those are the only five guys, Mac Brown being one of those five, who have won the national title as a head coach at the FBS level and is still coaching uh, or are still coaching. So those are some nice lists to be on. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to beat Miami on Saturday night, but a lot of folks bet against the Tar Heels in Charlotte against South Carolina as well. We'll see. Can they make a run toward the top of the Coastal Division? Be one big step in the right direction if they can take out Miami on Saturday night. Quick reminder to Carolina fans, we're bringing the big tailgate tour to Franklin Street. We come to Carolina at least twice a year. This is our first of those stops here in the 2019 Big Tailgate Tour. You can find our full schedule at BigTailgateTour.com. And we ask that if you're tailgating before the 8 p.m. Miami-UNC game, come see us or we'll find you. We'll be in front of the Universal United Methodist Church on Franklin Street, East Franklin Street to be clear. And you can come see our tents, games, prizes, the Continental Tire Toss. Maybe you can win four free Continental Tires. My staff and I will be accompanied by the Carolina Hurricanes Storm Squad. 4.30 to 7.30 are our games there on the lawn in front of the church, right next to Franklin Street. And then, of course, we all head into Keenan Stadium for the football, and that's why we pull up stakes at 7.30. But if you'll tell us where you'll be, Anywhere in that huge tailgating complex we know as the UNC campus, just drop us an email, davidglenshow at gmail.com, or there is a form you can fill out very quickly at bigtailgatetour.com. Tailgate of the week prizes are pretty cool. The tailgate of the year prize is worth thousands of dollars, and you can only win that if you win tailgate of the week at some point here in the 2019 season. Again, the website is bigtailgatetour.com. The email address, davidglenshow at gmail.com. Mac Brown and his Tar Heels were among the best of the extended Labor Day weekend. We'll get more into your phone calls and more of our own best and worst of the weekend. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be a part of it on the David Glenn Show.